The passage that we had read today, we had four parables. And then one not so perky little message about getting weeded out and burned and gnashing of teeth. Um, but I, I am going to focus on one of the parables, but remembering that each of the parables talks about that which is the valuable hidden thing that we don't expect but find and what we do with it. So here we had again another parable about Jesus and nature and Jesus relating our lives to the kingdom of God. Recently, I don't know if your, your, your uh, pastors in the pulpit have been preaching lectionary or not, but if they have, you've been hearing about lilies and weeds and sparrows, and now you're going to hear about mustard. Jesus loves to use nature illusions, and particularly plants. Jesus relates plants and their lives to the lives of his listeners, which includes us, right? I love to garden, I love to be in the dirt, I love to be barefoot with my plants. I guess that's why these nature illusions always speak to me, especially in this season. And we're indeed in growing season. My seeds have been planted and are growing, my flowers are blooming, my milkweed is tall for my monarchs, eggplant is blossoming, pepper's not doing so well like Bunny got at them. But we'll have tomatoes tomorrow. The first time we'll have a BLT tomorrow, eating tomatoes from my yard. I don't know about you, but grocery store tomatoes just don't cut it for me. Restaurant tomatoes, no. They're the only tomatoes are the ones that are fresh from the vine, right? Anybody else a tomato person? Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, my seeds have grown, yeah? I understand the science. I really do. And I like science. I was a good student in school, so I understand the process about the seeds growing. I even grew seeds in a paper towel, you know, so I could see everything. But the truth of the matter is, every year when I see seeds, something coming out of the ground, it still is a miracle to me. I, I know in my brain, but in my heart, it's just a miracle to see the birth of things coming out of the black dirt. The short parable of the mustard seed appears in three of the four Gospels, each Gospel writer using it for a slightly different slant. Um, the mustard seed, a little bit about the mustard seed, it's said to be the smallest of the seeds, according to the scripture, the smallest of the seeds that then produces a large plant. And that certainly is true. Now, any of us that are gardeners, know that actually a mustard seed is not the smallest seed. But perhaps for the size of the plant it's capable of producing, it probably is the proportionally the smallest seed. So it's a very small seed that grows into something big. The plant doesn't give up. It grows to a massive size. And so we have always taken these scriptures frequently to say, Something so small has the potential for greatness. But there's something else about the mustard plant and the kingdom of God. It's not just that it's something small becomes something big. 
you have to understand that in antiquity, the mustard plant was a weed. It was not a spice. It was not a good plant. It was a weed. It was a shrub bush. And it took up valuable garden space when it started unpredictably. It was something to be pulled out or burned, like last week's last lectionary passage talked about. It was considered worthless. Yet Jesus reminds his listeners, and us, right, that it creates a space of nurture and shelter for other creatures. Now, perhaps you have not actually seen mustard plants and how they grow so monstrous. You could do a simple online search and look up mustard plant in the Middle East, okay? Um, or you can see me after, after church. I've got a bunch of them printed, pictures of them printed out of just the, like a human being standing next to it and it's towering above the human being. But, but look it up. It's a big plant over there. Um, Brad and I, several years ago, worked on the Prairie Path cleanup, and we were asked to clean out mustard growing wild here. And I will tell you, that was hard work. Once that plant takes root, even though it's a different variety of mustard, it's really hard to get rid of. But I'm thinking that basically, probably most of us right here can't really identify with a mustard plant like our biblical listeners in Jesus' time could. But we do know dandelions, right? Dandelions, in a way, are the Midwest version of mustard, I think. The perseverance of the dandelion, for us, I think, is pretty well known based on the few giggles that I'm hearing here. Dandelions don't grow into a massive plant like a mustard does, but they sure don't give up. You can pull the blossom off of a mustard, out of a dandelion, and it's going to produce another blossom, right? You can dig the root with your little thingy and dig the root, and I guarantee you, you will not get it all. That plant, well, yeah, the people are laughing. I'm right, aren't I, right? Yeah, you're not going to get it all. That plant is coming back. Maybe next year, but it's coming back. So it, it's perseverance, right? Now, not unlike the mustard plant, the dandelion does not grow vertically. It grows horizontally, or it multiplies horizontally. The dandelion is a beautiful cherry blossom. Come on, we all have to agree. It's a beautiful yellow, right? It's a beautiful, and it's a pretty little blossom, right? But then it changes. What happens when that blossom goes to the next stage? You all know. Come on, what happens? <gasps> right? We all blew. Yeah, there we go. We blew. Janet, that's it. We blew as a child. Whoosh! Okay, I told you I like science, right? I looked it up. Every dandelion blossom, every blossom has between 40 and 100 seeds. 100 seeds for every blossom that comes up on every dandelion in your yard. Yes, the dandelion perseveres. It doesn't go away. It continues on and it spreads horizontally. And yes, it's a weed that we want to remove 
and we want to kill it. Mustard seeds, dandelion seeds, they can be undetected in the yard and accidentally planted, or they could plant themselves. And they're unnoticed, completely unnoticed, until they are growing amongst our rows of flowers, in our garden, in the farm, or in the middle of your perfectly green lawn. Okay. Now we're supposed to be talking about the kingdom of God. I know that. So think about this. Maybe we assume the kingdom of God is planted very orderly by God in rows. It's kind of cultivated. Here's, I'm going to create the kingdom of God. That it's going to be organized like soybeans, grapes, lavender, corn, wheat. Organized. I sometimes wonder if spreading the gospel word is like that. Do we do that? The church? Do we use the church to spread the word? Yes, we do, don't we? We set the place, we build the building, then we set worship times and date times, and we send out the word. We want to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with you. Come here to church on Sundays at 9.30. That's where you'll find us growing in our faith. Yeah, we do. We like it orderly, don't we? We like it organized. We do. But is that what the kingdom that Jesus describes is like? Remember the different things that Jesus uses to describe life and the kingdom. Jesus does not say that the kingdom is made up of royalty, of soldiers, of great leaders. Jesus tells us that the kingdom is down to earth. Literally, down to earth. The kingdom is made up of common things, ordinary things. Birds, lilies, weeds, and us. We are like dandelions. We are not well organized in a field planted by humans. We are wild. We are planted freely all over by God to work and to serve others, to welcome all, to love all, to value all. All we have to do is know that from the tiny seed of inspiration that God plants in each one of us, we can grow into the child of God to work and bring about the plan for God's kingdom. Jesus said that the mustard seed becomes a place for birds of the air to nest, to live, and to grow. Dandelions. Did you know or realize that in the spring in our particular area, dandelions are the only blooming flower that bees can feed on? Killing dandelions is killing the food that the bees need in the early spring. And it's all they've got is dandelions. And we need bees, don't we? We need bees to pollinate our crops that we need to survive. Like mustard, the dandelion is wild and unregulated and it spreads and God uses it to help all of creation. And so we need to work 
not only inside our orderly church building, worshiping and teaching, and that's all very important. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. (laughs) But we need to be that dandelion that springs up in unplanned, unexpected places and blossoms out to spread the life and news of God's kingdom. Jesus says the kingdom is like that. God's work in the world is like that. God takes the simple and not valued items and uses them to nurture the world. One of the messages in this passage of the parable of the of the of the of the mustard seed is that realizing it's a treasure that we can find we could find birds in the nest of the mustard what is the treasure that you find the key is you have to start you have to start to grow into something large you can be a dandelion You bloom into a beautiful flower, and as your faith grows, you sprout seeds through your whole life that spread and continues to grow in others. Know that you are valued. You may not be a rose bush. You may not be a dahlia. You may not be a wheat stalk or a corn stalk. But you are planted just the same to bring about God's kingdom keep growing, keep nurturing all of God's people to bring the kingdom. Be a dandelion. And all God's children sing. Amen. Amen. Amen.